Pop a top again I've just got time For one more round Set them up my friend Alright, welcome back to episode 62 Of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast And the first episode Of the new decade in 2020 Presented by The Hub Chicago And first and foremost Right off the bat I want to apologize for audio issues I know I sound like shit But I had some problems with my mic that I usually use, so I'm I'm doing my headphones. But anyway, welcome back. Sounds like Jared's recording on a potato, but just power through it. Um, but yeah, we wrapped up 2019 with positive gambling, so that's good. I'll just run through our records. Um, I was 193, 182, and nine on the year. 91, 86, and four for football. So both above 500. Jarrett was 130, 121, and 12 on the year, 81, 79, and 1 in football. As you all know, our upsets of the week were great. Finished plus 881 on the year in those. Uh, but we want to introduce, like, a, for those of you who do gamble, don't gamble, whatever it is, I know you should, you've probably seen this system around. But we're going to be switching. Instead of, like, doing our record, we're just going to be kind of going through all of our bets in units if you don't know what a unit is uh jared you can kind of explain that yeah so basically what a unit is it's like it's a way for like people to talk about gambling without like you know saying like oh i won ten thousand or i won 20 bucks you know because basically we don't want people to feel like they're not adequate just because they don't gamble as much as the other person so basically what a unit is like whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you normally gamble on a game. You know, everyone's unit's different. We're talking about Dave Portnoy for Barstool Sports. It was probably like 10K. That's probably one unit for him. We talk about people like me and Travis, probably more around 20 bucks, you know, so that would be a unit. You know, what a a number amount that I feel comfortable gambling on a game. So, like Travis, we're going to start tracking units going forward, uh, what we feel comfortable, comfortable on each game. You know, maybe when we talk about our games from here on out, well, so yeah, I feel comfortable putting that down a half unit on this. So you can take that, like, okay, if your unit's fifty bucks, maybe you maybe you put twenty five, whatever you want to do. Yeah, if you're if you're going a half unit though, you might as well just take a shot in the dark because you have zero confidence in that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So pretty much just kind of like a confidence rating on on what we feel our games are and what we like. So uh, with that being said, there's our new gambling system. Uh, big weekend coming up. We wanted to record this episode and get it out on time for the NFL playoffs that start on Saturday. Uh, so we got the wild card yeah. round coming up, and that's what we're going to be talking about here for you guys. Yep, that's Travis. I we're going to talk about the. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Uh, we'll talk about the wild card slate this weekend. So a few other playoff notes. But with that, uh, without further ado, let's get into. The, oh my God, I fucking butchered it again. <laughs> Oh boy. New Year, same Jarrett. Digest. Let's do it. Hey everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
NFL playoff weekend, the week we've all been waiting 17 weeks for. We're going to dive into it. Saturday, the first game is at 3.30. I think it's like 3.35 or some shit. Central time. Bills at the Texans. The line is Texans minus two and a half, and the over-under is 44. Uh, Jarrett, what do you kind of – not really what do you have, but who do you like in this game first off? Uh, like to win. Like yeah, to let's talk out. about that before we roll into our bets. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I like the Texans. I'm not super high on the Bills. Um, I just think their offense is very lackluster at times, and I know the Texans don't have a great defense, um, but I think they have a good enough defense to keep the Bills' minimal weapons at bay, um, and the Texans have a much more explosive offense. So that's why I think that they'll get the nod, and it doesn't hurt that they are at home. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, the the Bills' offense just isn't it. They don't have the firepower. I definitely am leaning towards the Texans because that's the team that's going to be able to put the ball in the end zone. I know you mentioned the Texans' defense isn't that good, but they don't really have to be that good because the Bills' offense ranks 24th overall in the league. Um, yep. And here's some, Bills, here's some Bills' yeah. playoff stats for you. Ready for these? That oh, yeah. won a playoff game since 1995. I wasn't even born, right? Yeah, I wasn't even born yet. This nope. is their second playoff game in the last 20 years. And in wild card in the wild card round in franchise history, the record is three and four. So I'm rolling with the Texans too. Yeah. Yeah, Texans straight out to win um, for sure. But the money line is not super – well, it's not too bad um, this weekend. I think it's like minus 160. I think that's what I saw it at. Um, not awful – but the spread's two and a half, and that's what I'm taking. I, I don't know. What are you taking? I'm going to do the under. This is my least confident game of the weekend, though, because this is one I can see going either way. Um, but I'm going to go with the under of 44 points. All right. And Just because, that. I mean, you kind of already spelled, spilled it all out. You know, Bill's not going to play off games since 1995. Um, I also, also, well, you know, if people don't know this, since the Texans bye week, they haven't scored more than 28 points since their bye week. Um, so I think, you know, a couple of that with the Bills having a good defense and the Bills not having a good offense, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring affair. I'm gonna, but this is, this is a half-unit bet for me. Oh, he's going low. I was going to go two units on Texans minus two and a half. I don't see them dropping this game at home. And pretty much two and a half. I mean, it's, that's pretty close to just winning straight up, if you winning by a field goal. So that's the Saturday first game. The Sun or the Saturday second game at seven fifteen Central Time should be a good one. Hopefully, it is the Titans at the Patriots in Foxborough. Patriots are five point favorites, and the over under is very close to the last one, forty four and a half. Who do you like in this game? So, I mean, it's it's common knowledge that you don't pick against the Patriots in the playoffs, especially at home. But I think this is a different Patriots team than what we've ever seen before uh, since Bill Belichick and Tom Brady kind of took over their reign. I mean, really, when they lost the Dolphins at home in last week in a game that actually mattered, like, people are like, I see people blowing that off on the internet, like, oh, that game didn't matter. Are you fucking kidding me? Bullshit, that game, that game mattered. They yeah, win they, that they game. They were definitely they trying. 
yeah, they get a first-round bye. And you let Ryan Fitzpatrick run a four-minute offense that on you 75 yards down the field. I mean, shit, There's, they're not the same team. So I am actually going to go with the outright upset. I think Tennessee beats New England this weekend. Um, it's kind of like I, I have a very big, bold – like, I feel like there's always one crazy upset wildcard weekend, and this is mine this year, the Titans over the, over the Pats. All right. I, I have to respectfully disagree. I just don't think that there is a way, there's a chance that the Patriots lose in the wildcard round at home. I know they're not the same team they've always been, but they're not bad enough to lose to the Titans. Both of these teams, you know, they've been giving up a lot of points. They've been putting up a lot of points. I just don't trust Ryan Tannehill or the Titans in this game. Ryan Tannehill's never played in a playoff game in his career. This is going to be the first one in Foxborough. There's no way. I don't like it. Man. Man. <laughs> That's tough. I mean, it really is. But like, like, like I said, they, I mean, the Pats, so that's our outright winners. Let's go into the gambling aspect of it. Even if you don't like the Titans money line, because it's going to be very enticing. It's probably going to creep up to that 220 mark. By, by the time Saturday night rolls around, I would, I would imagine. Money line's going to be very enticing. It's going to be hard for me not to pick it, but I probably won't. I'm going to go with the Titans spread. I'm taking the Titans at plus five. Um, even if they don't outright win this game, I think it's going to be a close one. I really do because the Patriots' offense has not been able to do anything as of late, and their defense really is starting to kind of lose some luster as well. Um, they had their worst December in recent memory. They went two and three in December this year. They lost to the Texans at home, uh, Texans on the road, and to the Chiefs and the Dolphins at home. Titans have been seven and four since Tannehill took over, and since Tannehill took over, they've been third in the league in points per game, first in yards per play, first in yards per rush, and first in yards per pass play at eight point two. So they've been doing putting up some great offensive numbers since he took over. Um, so I think that's why they're going to be able to cover the spread. They're going to be able to keep it close uh, with that offense. All right. They might be able to keep it close. Um, but I know you rattle off all those stats. I mean, Derrick Henry is going to, I think that the game, this game relies on him because yes. Stefan Gilmore will be able to lock down AJ Brown. I don't have a doubt in my mind that he'll be able to do that rookie wide receiver. So this game is relying on Derrick Henry to really get some push from that offensive line. I, on the other hand, even though I do like the Patriots to win, I do not like the five points going either way. I am going to take the over of 44 and a half. So like I said, if the Titans want any shot, any chance in hell of winning this game, they're going to have to put up points. Um, And like I said, both these teams have been putting up, slash giving up a lot of points lately. Uh, So I'm going over a 44 and a half, not too confident. So I'm just going to do the one unit play on this. Yeah. Mine is also one unit. Um, at, at, at Titans plus five. I would rather um, just like so, yeah. to sit back and watch this game and enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one unit for me on, on Titans plus five, one unit for Travis on the over, you said, right? Yep. yep. Awesome. So that moves us into the Sunday slate. Travis and I were talking earlier. We don't know why they did this way where both AFC games are on Saturday and the NFC games are on Sunday. I mean, it kind of creates a bit of an unfair advantage because Travis and I were talking. If the Patriots actually end up winning, this weekend, they will get an eight-day rest period to prepare for the Chiefs, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you give Bill Belichick one extra day, I feel like it's super nice because they'll play on Sunday next week. So yeah, if they were going to do it this way the first week, they should have done it the same way the next week. But Yeah, I agree. Anyway, that moves us into the Sunday slate. I know the Sunday slate, the first game is at noon. It's Minnesota at New Orleans. 
Travis has the stats on the gambling for that. I don't have them in front of me currently. Yeah, Saints. The New Orleans Saints are eight-point favorites at home, and the over-under is 49-and-a-half. Um, this one was honestly one that I, I really liked. Uh, even though it is a big spread, the Vikings are not trending in the right way heading into the playoffs. They've lost their last two, last three out of five, while the Saints are rolling. They've won three in a row now. Those three games they've won by an average margin of 23 points. So you take with those what you do, what you will with it. I really like the Saints in this game to win. What do you like? Oh, 100%. Um, the Saints are a team. Yeah, the Saints are a team that I think I, I see them winning this game and I see them beating the Packers in, in the, the divisional round next weekend um, and going to the back to the NFC Championship game. Uh, now, when when you get there, that's a different story. Um, just a little bit of spoiler for you guys, I actually have the Saints in my Super Bowl. So um, I, like them, I like them a lot in this matchup, obviously. So, uh, yeah, Saints for me to win this game outright easily. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Kirk Cousins primetime. And in those big moments, he has yet to show me that he has that, that big game gene in him. Also, Kirk Cousins has only started one playoff game in his career, lost to the Packers by 17 points. Yep. He's also – yeah, yeah. Like Travis said, but, and that was back in 2015 with Washington, which leads us into our gambling picks. I feel like Travis might have the same one as me. I have the Saints minus eight in this one. Um, you shaking your head? Yeah, he's, yeah looks like Saints he's not his head. Eight. Yes. I got two units on this one. So I got a unit and a half on this one to make up for the half unit I only put on the Saturday early game on Saturday. Unit and a half on the Saints minus eight. My my two points were Kirk Cousins' lack of playoff experience. Um, and then couple that with Breeze and Sean Payton and their record at home in the playoffs together. It's six and one. That only loss was that controversial one against the Rams last year, which they should have won probably. Um, but they're six and one together. And I think that alone just kind of really kind of spells it. And they also win those games by an average of 10 points. So take that, take that with you will. And you know, they're out for blood after last year. This is their first playoff game coming back from that blown call. Uh, so I like it. I know eight's a lot, but it's the saints. So they can yep. do it. The uh, the next game Sunday, the last wild card game is at three forty Central Time. Seahawks at the Eagles. Seahawks are the road favorite here at one and a half. Uh, Over under is forty five and a half. Um, what do you like? To, who do you like in this game? Uh, I like Seattle to win. Uh, I think Philly's a fraud. Um, they're the, easily if you look at this entire playoffs from top to bottom if you had to rank all eight playoff team or all 16 playoff teams no 12 sorry 12 <laughs> get to rank all 12 playoff teams in my in like a power rankings format they would be number 12 for me um as simple as that i think they carson wentz is probably one of the worst quarterbacks i've ever seen in my life i have never i was telling travis this last week because we bet on the eagles to beat the giants to cover the spread which they did but it was close, way too close as, as what it should have been in a game that mattered. I've never seen Carson Wentz, a quarterback, throw so many fucking balls in the dirt, like to like little little dump routes to the running back and like little curl routes to the tight end that are falling three, four, five yards short. I'm like, what the fuck is this ginger doing? Yeah, without, without his weapons, he's, he's pretty much nothing. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I mean, I, I don't like him. I have never liked him. I definitely don't think he can beat the Seahawks, even at home. Uh, the Eagles don't even deserve to be associated with the playoffs. Um, and I know the Seahawks have not played well as of late. The Eagles are just not good whatsoever. They're banged up, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Without any weapons around him, Carson Wentz will fold like a cheap lawn chair from Walmart. Yeah, 100%. So we both have the Seahawks winning this game outright. The spread, like Travis says, one and a half. So we might as well, I guess we both have them. And this is a, this is a two-unit bet for me, um, Seattle minus one and a half. So I'm kind of laying low on Saturday and, and picking it up on, on Sunday with, 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 with some heavier action. So this is my lock of the year so far. I know it will be four days okay. into the year. But I put yeah. five – going five units on this one. This is my – I love Seahawks minus one and a half. Seahawks have lost one game on the road this year. One game. That's it. I'll take Russell Wilson over Carson Wentz any day, any day of the week. Carson Wentz, another QB who's never played in a playoff game. Yeah, man. I mean, five I'm, units is a lot. I may I may creep it up a little bit when I when it comes to actually crunch time betting. But I was looking at – the whole weekend and I was saying to myself like, you know what? You probably have, I wanted to give myself like five units for the whole weekend. Cause I'm already down a little bit, um, which is why I'm only going two on this game, but I do like it. If, if I had to pick a lock of the week, this would be my quote unquote lock of the week. Travis said his lock of the year so far in 2020. Um, another big thing that, that I didn't mention is when you look at strength of schedule, the Seahawks had the hardest schedule in the league this year and the fucking Eagles had the 29th ranked strength of strength, strength schedule. So they played scrub teams. They won nine games. I mean, they got to play the fucking Giants and the Redskins twice. I mean, and the That's Cowboys twice who weren't, yeah, who weren't that great. So, um, I mean, this, this to me is your proverbial lock of the week. Um, two units for me, maybe three, who knows, but Travis is definitely hammering it with five. So there you have it. We have, the same picks on Sunday gave you a little bit of variety on Saturday for you, for you to check it out. But that's NFL Wild Card Weekend for the gambling slate. Now, we're not going to go through a full bracket of the NFL like we did last year for those of you who've been around since then. We wanted to talk about, you know, the playoffs a little bit and really just kind of, Travis, who do you have in your Super Bowl? I already gave half of my Super Bowl matchup with the Saints coming out of the, the NFC. Who do you have in your Super Bowl matchup? I know I would say, I would venture to say probably like 80 to 90% of America probably has the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I know you do. Um, I just think that, you know, their run's got to end sometime, and I'm hoping it does. I'm not a Ravens fan, not a Lamar Jackson fan, as many of you know. So I am going to go out on a limb because this team has been playing very well. I would like to see it. I think it can happen. I'm going to put the Chiefs in my Super Bowl. With the Saints, it would be a very electric matchup. So that's who I have um, in my Super Bowl. All right, all right. I do have the Ravens and the Saints. So Travis and I are on the same same uh, brain length, brainwave with with the Saints. I just don't. I, for me, when I look at the Ravens, 
Um, their defense got better as the, as the season progressed, but so did so did Kansas City's. Um, when you when you look at them, I just don't see anybody, and I don't know how. I, I honestly God don't know how, but no one can stop Lamar Jackson in that offense. I I don't get it. I that that's the reason why I'm not a defensive coordinator, but no one can stop him. So that's why I have them, and I ultimately and it's it's super vanilla, but I have them winning just because that's how dominant they've been this year throughout the entire season. All right, I feel you. I mean, I just I don't know. I hate it. I I want to see them lose. I'd love to see them go out early. I mean, I just think that because yeah. I mean it would be a shock. They uh they got the one seed pretty easily, so I'd like to see them go. Yeah, out. I. Yeah, I read something earlier that like that like in the last I think the last eight years or seven maybe seven years no one lower than a three seed has made the Super Bowl. So, um, you know that that it's always been a one or a two. Um, who do you have winning it in your matchup? If you have the Kansas City in New Orleans, who do you have winning it? Um, I'd have to give the nod to New Orleans. They've just shown that they've had a more powerful offense lately. I know the Chiefs D has really stepped it up, but. Patrick Mahomes and company will have to really up their game if they want to even make it there. So, yeah, what was interesting to me is last week the Saints finally got Kamara involved too. I know it was a throwaway game, but to get him involved in the offense, uh, he scored two touchdowns last week. You know, give him a bit of a confidence heading into the playoffs. That's always nice when you have one of your best players in your team kind of heating up as the playoffs start. So, I would I would not I would if if the Ravens and the Saints are there, I'm rooting for the Saints 100 percent of the way. Um, I'll probably just prop that noise to the Super Bowl and not fucking bet on the Ravens because I don't want to cheer for them. Um, but that's who I have. So one other thing we want to talk about in the playoffs is we want to like throw out like a dark horse contender. Now we can we can consider dark horses separate. You know, we all we each have our own definition of it. Um, I have mine. And uh, who's your quote unquote dark horse contender? Somebody that you know if they get hot, they can make a run and, and make their way to the Super Bowl. You know, I don't I don't really know because. And I went. I don't know if many, if you guys noticed, but through these wild card rounds, I picked all the favorites. I didn't really pick an upset. Didn't really like any upset team. So of my of the ones that I sent, it, through, doesn't, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a team that's an underdog this weekend. Like for me, mine's Seattle. They're, they're a five say, seed. They're, it'd probably be the yeah. Seahawks. It's so hard to stop Russell Wilson when they're on fire. I just know that they have a lot of issues with their backfield. I think they they finally just now this past week got Tyler Lockett going again. Um, so if they if their offense can catch fire and their defense, you know, steps it up and doesn't let up a touchdown every damn drive, then they they have what it takes to make the NFC Championship for sure. That was my thing. Like I literally wrote, I wrote one sentence. I said they can beat anyone on any given day, and if they catch fire, the rest of the league should watch out. Like if they get hot, and they can beat anybody on any, on any given day. And Pete Carroll's been a hell of a coach in his NFL career. As much as it pains me to say it, because I spent many years as a Rams fan fucking loathing the Seahawks, but I feel like I've had to pick a team that's not a division winner and who's a five, who's a wild card team. Um, it's not Minnesota. It's not, I mean, to me, okay, I saw this on top of my head. Who do you think is the most overrated team in the playoffs? Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even venture to say the Eagles because nobody thinks they're good. I would say them. I mean, the most overrated team, and then you had the people who all think the Patriots are overrated. So I'm gonna go one that's not obvious. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to say, shit, probably the, the Packers. The Packers, you think? Yeah. yeah. I'm just forgetting about them. I don't even know why. Yeah, I mean, cool. Because no. you have them losing the. 
because you have them losing to the Saints in the, in the in the divisional round. That's why you're forgetting about them. I also so you're going to say the Packers. I'm going to go on the other side of the NFC. And I'm going to say the 49ers. Um, I was talking to you about this earlier in the week. Their defense is good, yes, but they their coaching has has some work to do. They play not to lose instead of to win. They've given up very, very many late-game comebacks where they just cut it way too close in the playoffs. That shit's not going to happen. Yeah, and that was part of my reason why I picked Seattle as my dark horse because if – not if, when New Orleans wins and when Seattle beats Philly, then Philly – I mean, then Seattle plays San Francisco. And it'll be the third time this year playing them a game that they just played them in week 17. So it's fresh in their minds. Um, and I think Seattle, if given the opportunity, can beat San Francisco. And my bracket that I filled up, I don't have that happening, but I would not be surprised if that did happen. Yeah, I mean, they, so. like you said, they played them twice. They should have just won this last weekend. They almost, they almost fucked around and lost the game. If they do that in the playoffs, they will lose to Russell Wilson. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that in the playoffs. It's definitely a young coaching staff, and I feel like the inexperience will definitely come back to bite them a bit. Uh, but I just I can definitely see how the Niners are the quote unquote overrated team in your eyes. So one last thing we want to talk about before we wrap this week up, like I said, keeping it super duper short this week uh, because it's it's been kind of a hectic last ten days. We definitely wanted to get an episode out before the playoffs started for you guys. Um, talk about the talk about the playoffs and all that jazz. We want to talk about the NFL coaching carousel. So all the vacancies that we have, I believe I'm going to try to rattle them off without, without looking at them. You have uh, the Giants fired their coach. They fired Shermer. The Browns fired Kitchens. The Panthers fired Ron Rivera. Um, the Redskins fired their coach, and they hired Ron Rivera. Am I forgetting anybody off the top of my head that you, that you can think of? I think there's, that's the only four right now. But I yeah, think that's, is, that's all I can think of. Um, yeah, yeah. The Redskins hired they hired. You said they hired Ron Rivera, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, who knows what's going on in Washington? The GM thinks it's fucking Thanksgiving. Apparently, Did you see that video. <laughs> I saw that yes, oh, dude. Yeah, fuck. So I mean, the Redskins are a hot mess. They're not heading the right way. Ron Rivera, eh? Don't love him as a coach. I know he went to a Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl, right? He did. Yeah. So. I think so. He went he's a he's a two time NFL coach of the year as well. So um I'm uh, did they, the have, Jag- they have a lot of other issues going on in Washington besides their coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. For sure. Um so, other than that, I have no idea who's in the running for what position, uh everywhere else. So I'm re- I'm reading some stuff right now. I mean I mean obviously you have a lot of preliminary interviews. Um the Chiefs the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Benemy, um has an interview with the Panthers. Uh, Packers old coach Mike McCarthy is going to interview with the Browns, which that, he's an idiot if he takes that job. Nobody wants that fucking job. Um, the Cowboys defensive passing game coordinator Chris Richard has an interview with the Giants. And then They're obviously what? you have the urban, their pa- defensive passing game coordinator. So basically he's, their, he's essentially their defensive coordinator. It's a fancy word because Dallas has to be fancy about stuff. Um but the big name that's also been thrown around is Urban Meyer. He's been linked to the Browns position. He's been linked to the Giants position. Um, I just don't see him making the leap back back into coaching, especially in the NFL. Yeah, I think if he's going to be anywhere, he's going to want to be in college football. Uh, but that's just my take on that. 
Yeah, you have very few college coaches who make the leap to the NFL and actually pan out. Uh, <clears throat> Nick Saban, because uh, Drew Brees should be a Miami Dolphin, but that's another story for a different day. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, so we'll we'll talk more about that. So obviously, right now, Ron Rivera, we'll see what's going on there. But you know, any any of those jobs are any of those jobs to you attractive at all to take? Uh, I would say the Panthers' job would be the most attractive. Yep. I think they would have the lineup to do something with. I don't know what happened or where it went downhill this year. Uh, they really just need a quarterback because they have, I would say, the best running back in the NFL on their team. Oh, hands down. Hands Christian down. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they have a really young roster. I think that they can do something with. Uh, Ron Rivera just might have just might have been his time there. So I think that would be yeah. the most effective for me. Yeah, 100%. I think so, too. And I do think if they bring the Chiefs offensive coordinator over there, that would be a home run higher for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. I mean, look what the – Dude, I mean, that's and that's one thing that Eric Benemy has not had in Kansas City. He's never had a bell cow running back like Christian McCaffrey. He's always had and look and he's made guys into studs. I mean, Kareem Hunt, um, but that's definitely leaps and bounds far from Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and he had him for fucking ten games or whatever it was before he got suspended, right? Yeah, something like that. Not a long time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But so I, I I also think the Panthers' job is the most attractive. It'll be interesting to see what they can do there. But I believe that is uh, all we're gonna do this week. Like I said, we want to do a quick one. It is the, we'll, you'll be hearing this on hopefully Friday, January third. If not, you better listen for it before three o'clock on Saturday, January fourth, because that's when the playoffs start. I feel like they're starting really, really early this year for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, that's that's kind of my feeling. We said we were gonna take a couple weeks off. Ended up being a little bit over a week. I think. It was, right? it was 10 days. It was 10 yeah. days. So we, we recorded our last episode on the, sorry, on the 17th to put it on the 18th. So it's been, a, it has been two weeks. It has uh, been two I, weeks. I guess this is, yeah. those two weeks flew by. Uh, I tried to stay in, in touch with you guys on social media, putting out my bowl picks, which I've done extremely well. So if you have missed those, I'm sorry. But you did you, did you pull one out for the, for before? Did you pull one out for the, for the game tonight? I didn't see it. I don't know. Yes, so I lost the game today because it was rainy and nasty. I had Indiana plus three, and they're up 17-6 to six on the Tennessee Volunteers. So it's looking pretty good. Well, there you go. That one hits. I will be 20-10 and 10 on my bowl game so far. Damn. Damn. And obviously, on next week's episode, we'll be talking about the first weekend of, of the NFL playoffs, giving you a full recap of that. We'll be previewing the lines for the divisional weekend and also talking about the college football national championship game, which should be a fucking fun one. Probably one of the most, probably one of the more fun ones in recent memory um, between LSU and Clemson. Cause that's Monday, January 13th. So not this upcoming Monday, but the Monday after. So we'll talk about that on next week's podcast as well. Have a lot of fun stuff for you guys. We'll keep rolling through with the NFL stuff and then right after the NFL. XFL start, baby. Let's go, Battlehawks. Let's go. Uh, yeah, there's your there's your episode. Have fun watching the NFL games and happy gambling. Yep. Peace out, guys. See ya. Peace. Planning out the coop at the lot. Told them for a 12 for a swat. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a link with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pour up the whole damn field. I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deal. We been trapping like the A. She said the nigga so got the cash out. Told him wipe a nigga no. Say slash slash. I won't never sell my soul. And I can back that. And I really wanna know.
I was at back, where the stash at? Cruise the city in a bulletproof Cadillac. Cause I know these niggas out there where the bag at. Gotta move smarter, gotta move harder. Nigga try to give me five mile water. I lay his ass down on my son, on my daughter. I had the Draco with me, Dwayne Carter. Lot of niggas out here playing, ain't ballin'. Put my whole arm in the rim, Vince Carter And I know poppy get a key for the portal Shotty belly seen the double C's, I bought her Got a bitch that's looking like a Leah, she a model I got the pink slip Oh, my whip is keyless Compton, I'm about to get the key to the city Patty, light up the seat Forgetting out the coupe at the lot Tony for a 12 fuck swat Busting all the bells out the box I just hit a lick with the box Had to put the stick in the box mm. Pour up the whole damn seal I'ma get lazy Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.